headphones <laughs> get better mics <laughs> okay <laughs> welcome back to another episode of wicked mysterious i'm your host danny and i'm katie this is mini mystery monday christmas edition here we are yeah it keeps getting higher and higher <laughs> you said it uh i have a christmas episode for you today that's perfect for this time of year yes mm-hmm. um so here we go <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas Eve 1964, the postmaster of Warminster, a small town in England, made a report to the local newspaper, the Warminster Journal. He said he heard strange noises on his roof and couldn't figure out what it was. Hundreds of people came forward that they too heard noises on their roofs and witnessed strange lights in the sky, with witnesses claiming to see saucers. Over the next four months, 400 sightings were reported. Curious spectators and news reporters flocked to the small town in hopes of catching a glimpse on what would later become known as the Warminster thing. Let's get into it. Warminster is a small town located in southwest Wiltshire, England, on the western edge of Salisbury Plain. It's just 20 miles west of Stonehenge. In fact, Warminster is located on a proposed ley line between Glastonbury and Stonehenge. In 1964, when this story takes place, the population was around 10,000. The town's main industry was corn farming that was used to make cereal. Strange noises and sights were reported for years back to the 1930s, and some sources even claim they go back a few hundred years, but it all culminated on that Christmas day in 1964. So this is one of those cases where the details get kind of hairy and seem to get lost a little bit in time. In the 1989 documentary titled The Warminster Thing, Gladys Shorto... (laughs) Is that a real name? No, that's not her name. (laughs) I'm sorry, Gladys. Gladys Shorto, (laughs) who was the editor for the Warminster Journal, said that this occurred in 1964, but other sources say 1965. Gladys Shorto also provided the story of the postmaster who first reported the strange sounds in the newspaper on Christmas Eve. Hmm. Other sources, however, will claim that the sounds were first reported to the paper on Christmas Day by someone named Marjorie Bai, who heard the noises on her way to Christmas Mass. She claimed the noises sounded like a tree branch being dragged over gravel and that it was coming from the direction of Bell Hill. That's creepy. Yeah. She also claimed that she was pushed to the ground by an invisible force, which she called, quote, savage sound waves. What? I know. An article written by 
The Warminster Journal called Bell Hill Mystery said, quote, weird noises heard on Christmas morning and explained that Mrs. By heard a loud sound coming from the direction of Bell Hill, which she thought was a truck being unloaded, but then the noise moved and went over her house. The story was not posted in the newspaper until January of 1965, when over 30 locals wrote in to support Marjorie's story, stating that they too heard these noises. Another witness by the name of Mildred Head heard similar noises on her roof around 1.30 a.m. that same Christmas day. She stated that she heard sounds on her roof that sounded like twigs, but that they got louder and louder and sounded like large hailstones. She said she heard a loud humming noise that eventually faded away. This caused the newspaper to write another small blurb called That Noise is Heard Again and said that it terrified a Hillwood couple. From here, the story snowballed and became front page headlines. Mr. and Mrs. Rump. <laughs> These people's names. Uh, seriously. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Rump of Warminster claimed to have heard the noise on Christmas around 6.30 a.m. Mr. Rump said it sounded like 5,000 tiles on our roof being ripped off and then put, put back on again with enormous clatter. So all this like hysteria is based off of sounds at this point? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Creepy. Kind of, because okay. then they started seeing ships and stuff, Okay, too. Yeah. Many people of Warminster wrote in to describe their experiences with a sharp crackling sound, which went as far back as the summer of 1964. Then in the, in the summer of 1965, a full year after the sound started, is when people started having experiences with UFOs. Most of the experiences of UFOs were around Cradle Hill and Clay Hill, the latter having its own folklore surrounding it. Clay Hill is a barrow, which we talked a little bit about in our Ley Lines episode. Mm -hmm. So a barrow is a mound or a hill that was made for protection using stone and earth. Clay Hill was said to have been the hangout spot of a benevolent spirit who, according to local lore, took humans to a well which contained water that healed sore eyes. So weird, right? So random. Sore eyes. <laughs> Fairies are also associated with mounds. And in fountain. Um, like wishing wells? Yeah. Fountains? No. Fountains. Yeah. Fountain of youth? I'm just going to shut up. Fountains Go of on. Wayne? Yes. <laughs> Townspeople reported seeing disc-shaped UFOs with an orange glow hovering across the sky. Lots of photos have been taken, which skeptics, of course, claim were fakes, showing all different kinds of UFOs, from cigar-shaped to saucer-shaped to even bell-shaped. Oh, Potty in the sky. Mm. Warminster quickly became a UFO hotspot with an estimated 8,000 people Traveling to the town. There were so many sightings that a local bread and bed and breakfast had offers where people could help with the UFO research or even witness a UFO themselves. Cool. The bed and breakfast offered marmalated Martians on their menu. That's adorable. They touted that while they could not guarantee a sighting, you were more likely to see a UFO here than anywhere else in the world. That's so cool. The Warminster UFO Society frequented the nearby hills and conducted research. A reporter for the Warminster Journal, Arthur Shuttlewood, interviewed dozens of witnesses of these UFOs. He said that many of these witnesses claimed to have something awaken inside of them after these experiences. 
that it was somewhat of a religious experience for them. And they had a feeling of peace and felt mentally and spiritually better. And that they were awakened to a feeling of wanting to do something with their life that would better humanity. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is so cool. One skeptic that was interviewed for the Warminster Thing documentary said he was invited to see for himself. He stood atop a hill in Warminster, and at 9.30 p.m., five lights simultaneously appeared as a formation in the sky and traveled together across the plain and entered a mothership that was waiting nearby. Oh, and you mean to tell me this isn't Starlink? No, this was in the 60s. I know, and it's like... <laughs> I was just having this conversation the other day, like, everybody's like, it's Starlink, it's Starlink. What if it's not Starlink? What I know. if they're telling us it's Starlink? I know. Imagine. It's probably not Starlink. <laughs> that would be crazy. So, Bufora, which is the British UFO Research Association, was called in to investigate and continued investigating for years after the initial events. Bufora set up their investigation station on two hills in the town, near where townspeople had said they witnessed an entire flock of pigeons dropping dead. Bufora found numerous dead moles and mice, their bodies covered in holes similar to puncture wounds. People also reported that their animals, dogs in particular, acting strangely after they were nearby the area when a UFO was witnessed. In the 1970s, there was an increase of crop circles in Warminster and surrounding areas. One couple claimed to find a, cro a crop circle in the corn and felt a magnetic energy. And they state that the sky, which was a beautiful sunset, turned black and all they could see was each other encased in white light. And they felt heat flowing through their bodies. Weird. Wiltshire, the part of England where Warminster is located, has had 380 crop circles since 2005 wow. up to present day, well, July 2023. Holy shit. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. The crop circles have even appeared on the aforementioned Clay Hill, like I was talking about. That's the that's the hill that is like associated with um, some kind of benevolent spirit. While many skeptics will point to the fact that crops that some crop circles have been proven to have been man-made. Eyewitnesses in this area state that these intricate designs were created in the blink of an eye by an, by an invisible force. Mm. Though there have been hundreds of crop circles in this area, arguably the most famous is the Alton Barnes Formation that appeared on July 12, 1990. CropCircleConnector.com says, quote, at some 430 feet in length, it consisted of swirled circles, concentric rings, keys, spurs, and coffin-like boxes, all linked together by a long corridor of flattened crop, end quote. Wow. There's just no way it could be man-made. Right. This formation was f made famous by Led Zeppelin, who used the image on their remasters album, which was released mm. in October of that year. Okay. Also nearby... The Steeple Ashton School had a sighting, mm -hmm. like a whole event, in 1977, so many years after this Warminster thing. Okay. Um, a bunch of school children and their headmaster all saw a UFO. One of the children interviewed said he thought it was a spaceship. They all agreed that they had never seen anything like this, and the encounter lasted a full three minutes. Wow. They saw a blackish-gray ship that flew across the sky. The headmaster described it as a smoke ring, but said that they knew it was not a smoke ring because it did not dissipate and did not change shape at all. Right. The headmaster commented that he was glad other people witnessed 
witnessed it too, and that yeah. he wasn't the only one. Right. How, I wonder how many events of, of school children. There's actually, I meant to tell you a that few? there's a list wow. on Reddit of all the schools that have seen a UFO, wow. like hundreds of kids at once. Yeah. It's like, you just don't think that these events have happened because you right. don't hear about them. Right. But. And I, even my dad, I was talking to my, my dad's a huge Led Zeppelin fan and a huge UFO nut. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, the Warman Star thing. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, he had no, I- no idea mm-hmm. that this happened. Yeah. It's wicked underground. Yeah. You don't hear a lot know. about this. I, I mean, these, do- these are major events. If a whole schoolyard mm-hmm. of children and a teacher is seeing something and you don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a big deal back in the day because like they said that a lot of Americans were interested in this event in particular. And that's why like so many people flocked here because you would see a UFO if you came to that, to that town. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I would travel. Yeah. If you knew you were going to see one, hell yeah, yeah, I would. Hell yeah. Yeah. So one of the theories, of course, is the nearby army base, but the army denies having anything to do with crop circles, the loud noises, or UFOs, and even have their own stories. In fact, the army had people stationed at Nook Camp in Warminster, and they were awakened by the loud sounds on Christmas Day as well. A witness said that it sounded like, quote, a huge chimney stack from the main block ripped off the rooftop and scattered across the whole camp. Wow. What if the army camp nearby, the military camp, is, like, housing these things? Anyway, what it's it's just strange that um, I feel like whenever there's alien activity stuff, there's always, like, a military base close by. And I'm not well, saying that the military is involved. I just mean, like... What if... I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. One, probably because there's so many military bases. That's true. That's true. And so, in so many places. Yeah. But also, there's, like they said in the, um, the congressional hearing, they're always seen over military bases because, and I think it's because, like from all the research that we've done for this podcast, I think that it's because they're trying to prevent... Mm-hmm us from testing nuclear weapons or using nuclear weapons on to wipe out our own planet yeah, because so for that, some it reason it does make sense if they were trying to watch us you yeah know, they would want to yeah for some reason they have an interest in making sure we don't kill ourselves why that is i don't know but i think it's kind of cool yeah thank you yeah thanks for making sure we don't kill ourselves because <laughs> they know humans are that stupid yeah so that's it <laughs> So we are going to take a break the week of Christmas Day. Yeah. The week of Christmas, I should say. We are going to take a break the week of Christmas. Yep. Maybe we should do the Christmas week and then the following for New Year's. Okay. So expect us (laughs) to say (laughs) peace out. Yeah. So anyway, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yes. Wait, because this one will be coming out like right, right before Christmas, right? Yes. This is like the couple days. So No, this, this will come out. The 17th. So this is, this would be our final episode before Christmas. So, so yes, we will, we look forward to, to talking to you again in the new year. Yeah. And we have lots of new content coming, much better, good content after our breaks. Yes. So bear with us. So we hope you have a wicked, mysterious holiday Holiday. season. Yes. And a wicked, mysterious new year. And wicked enjoy it. And we will see you soon. Stay Stay mysterious. mysterious.